Satnam and Namaste. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Solidification Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. You're in for a treat. I'm your host, Mary, spiritual coach and light leader, helping you awaken to your truth and advance on your spiritual journey. I'm so excited for this episode because it's essentially the summarization of what I've learned so far in the hundreds of workshops and God knows how many books, courses, and investments. And I want to share them with you. That way you can explore them and utilize each lesson in your life. And hopefully it creates a ripple effect on those around you. Now, this is not all of it, obviously, or I'd be here forever, but it's a start. So let's get right into it. First lesson, you attract what you are. Now, even before the quote unquote woke phase, I blamed so much of my challenges on external circumstance. I would always find a way to blame it on anything else but myself, obviously unconsciously, because it's become a part of my programming and it's what I was used to. See, I was self-righteous. It was always my way or the highway and losing was just not an option. It was very hard for me to accept things, which created a lot of resistance in my life. The thing with law of attraction is people think that by being positive and acting like you already have what it is that you want, that'll create you lasting fulfillment. But a lot of the times it's actually very toxic because you spiritually bypass the inner work that you're trying to avoid. And over the years, I realized that it's not necessarily just how we think that attracts what we get in life, but who we are and what we embody. So if you're going to be greedy, you're going to be a magnet for situations of scarcity if you're a loving, kind person, you'll be a magnet for kind, loving people and opportunities. So there's not really much more to that point because you have to just think about who you are right now and reflect how your physical reality is just a mirror of your inner reality. That's also why I'm such an avid advocate for the healing journey because let's face it, all our problems deep down stem from the personal crap that we feel about ourselves and how we've been programmed to be with the societal norms and other external influences. Remember that your inner compass will always guide you toward the path of least resistance to your greatest joy. So listen to it and turn towards what feels good. Second lesson, you suffer because you identify with the mind. Ooh, I love this one because how many of us listen to that crazy voice in our head? and let it run our lives. And you may not realize it as much, but how freaking comedic is it that we just let a voice dictate how we're going to live, what we're going to fear, and have us hold us back from our true potential and attracting the abundance that is our birthright. When you suffer, it's because you believe that you are the body. Remember, if you listen to my very first episode, you are not the body, but the soul who is using the body as a vessel to experience this life through your senses. You are an eternal, multidimensional spiritual being created with perfection and bliss as your natural state. 
it's difficult to disidentify with our ego because it's how we've been living this whole time. Yes, you need it in a practical sense of being in this world and following the rules, paying the bills, etc. But if you practice enough to recognize that you are the observer behind your thoughts, you will no longer suffer as much or at all when you're faced with difficulties. And you may ask me, how am I supposed to do that? By accepting what is and letting go of control. We suffer because we try to control certain outcomes, but when you're in this phase of your spiritual journey, you recognize that everything in the physical realm is neutral. Only the meaning that your thoughts created on autopilot that you believed is what turned a person, place, or situation either good or bad. Imagine not ever listening to the negative stuff your ego says. Yes, you can definitely make your ego work for you by having empowering beliefs that's going to catapult you to your successes and personal development. But it's learning how to make your mind and soul work in coherence with one another. That way, you don't fall into the ego's sneaky traps. Think about it. If you stop listening to your monkey mind, telling you you're not good enough, they're better than you, it has to be perfect, you're such a failure, people are going to make fun of you, how freaking invincible are you going to feel? Unstoppable. You just want to go do everything because you'll feel like you're on top of the world. But it's a balance. There's a polarity, right? Light and dark. And at times, we need as humans to feel the bad in order to accept the good. But it's learning to overcome that and not staying in that low vibration of self-sabotage or playing the victim role. Third lesson. Time is an illusion. This one was hard for me to wrap my head around, especially in the beginning because I've lived my life around the concept of time that I didn't know how I was supposed to live otherwise. And I know we can all agree on this. We can all relate to this. See, time is not linear. We only use it as if it were because we need it in a practical sense to function in this 3D world. And if you want more information on this, a great book on quantum physics is Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's the best at demystifying this phenomenon. But to simplify it, there is no past, nor there is a future, just an eternal now. We have problems because we are still stuck in the past or having anxiety and control issues of the future, which doesn't even exist yet. When you are living in the past, it was still now. Just like when the future does come, it happens in the now. Wrap your head around that for a little bit. If you're still like, what the heck, Mary, you sound crazy. Go read The Power of Now. Eckhart Tolle, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, explains this so well. And he says, the more you are able to honor and accept the now, the more you are free of pain, of suffering, and free of the egoic mind. Okay, so I want you to just be still right now. Feel your heart. Breathe and recognize that there are no problems now. Your ego may come up with something right away because it feels threatened that you're not acknowledging it. It may be the bills that you have to pay eventually or a breakup in the past, but right now, there are no problems. Imagine how amazing and beautiful your life could look if you were fully present as the awareness and not your thoughts every single moment. 
You can choose not to create more pain in the present, but why is it that we do? Because pain has become such a big part of who we are. It's like a companion, almost that we feel safer holding onto it than letting it go because it's become a part of our identity. Isn't that crazy? Now, I just want to read this small segment from The Power of Now. A person asked, Nobody's life is entirely free of pain and sorrow. Isn't it a question of learning to live with them rather than trying to avoid them? And Eckhart Tolle answers, The greater part of human pain is unnecessary. It is self-created as long as the unobserved mind runs your life. The pain that you create now is always some form of non-acceptance, some form of unconscious resistance to what is. On the level of thought, the resistance is some form of judgment. On the emotional level, it is some form of negativity. The intensity of the pain depends on the degree of resistance to the present moment, and this in turn depends on how strongly you are identified with your mind. The mind always seeks to deny the now and to escape from it. In other words, the more you are identified with your mind, the more you suffer. Or you may put it like this. The more you are able to honor and accept the now, the more you are free of pain, of suffering, and free of the egoic mind. So beautiful. And I say, hey, the present moment is sometimes unacceptable, unpleasant, and awful. But it is as it is. You have to observe how the mind labels and how this labeling process, the continuous judgment, creates the pain and unhappiness. What you resist persists. So you have to learn how to accept and then act. Not as the ego, but as the observer to come up with a rational solution that won't feed your ego. Last lesson for today. And I think it's one of my favorite ones. Most religions point back to the same message. In fact, I feel like all of them do. That you are created by a higher power and no matter what kind of religious figure, whether it's Jesus, Lord Krishna, Allah, all the Indian sages or whoever it is that you believe in, they are all reflections of God who came down on this earth to help us recognize the Holy Spirit. Prana, life force, chi, our inner powers to fulfill a deeper purpose and evolve to higher states of consciousness. Heaven, samadhi, enlightenment, nirvana. They're all the same and that is the ultimate goal that we strive for as souls to be eventually reunited with our creator. And some of you may not like that. It may sound too wishy-washy, maybe even religious, but all the stigmas that come up in your head if you're triggered by this is your ego. So say hi, ego. I hear you, but not now. You cannot rationalize the presence of God with your mind. It is a state of being. It is eternal. It is who you are at your truest core. That's why it doesn't really matter who you follow, as long as you're being a good person and realize that nothing nor anyone is separate from you. We're all connected, and when you actually truly believe that, there are no more comparison, no more judgment. No more gossip, discrimination, racial injustice. No more my religion or people are better than yours. This is what spirituality is all about. Oneness and unity. Just like Jesus, who is enlightened AF, and I use him as an example because he's a big part of my life. We are all capable of that state of being. 
the physical dying only to be resurrected as eternal presence connected with absolutely everything. If we just let go and surrender to what the universe is calling us to do, we would experience that much more happiness, that much more fulfillment, peace, joy, love, and freedom. That's all we want at the end of the day anyway. And so are you going to let the wind of the limited temptations of the world dictate your life or the eternal magic that spirit has prepared for you? Now, I use many names and interchange them because I know the word God isn't for everyone. Sometimes it's goddess, mother nature, intuition, source, being, but they all have what we have. The presence of that which we cannot explain. And so I encourage you from time to time, take a step back from your life. Sit in stillness. Breathe the life force in and out of your body. Feel the aliveness within you because that's God. That's the universe working. And if it doesn't make sense right now, it will because I know that you believe there is something bigger out there. That there is so much more to life. That you are meant for so much more. And it's not something you seek outside of you. Although some tools may help you get there, everything you search for is already within you. I've spent so much time, so much money on books, workshops, ceremonies, crystals, yoga, constantly seeking for answers outside of me for clarity and how I can self-liberate and advance spiritually. But the most powerful tool I found that worked for me is getting guidance from mentors and coaches on another perspective of what gaps are causing the separation between my seeking and the godly presence within me. That's why I actually became a coach, because I want to help people find their own answers instead of just giving advice all the time and telling them to do what worked for me because you know yourself the best. It's not going to be the same for everybody. But sometimes we also think we have to do more in order to come back home to ourselves. So we search and search to only realize that doing less may actually be the solution. So on one end, don't be afraid to ask for help to gain clarity on what it is that you actually need in regards to your goals. And if hiring someone right now is a challenge, learn how to strengthen your connection with your intuition because nothing and no one can beat your inner guidance. You just have to be open, willing, and ready because it starts with the firm decision of you wanting to change your life. I'd like to end this off with another passage from The Power of Now that greatly summarizes everything I've talked about, and it's this. All spiritual teachings originate from the same source. In that sense, there is and always have been only one master who manifests in many different forms. I am that master, and so are you once you are able to access the source within. And the way to it is through the inner body. Although all spiritual teachings originate from the same source, once they become verbalized and written down, they are obviously no more than collections of words, and a word is nothing but a signpost. All such teachings are signposts pointing the way back to source. You are inseparably connected to this unmanifested one life, birthless, deathless, eternally present. Through the inner body, you are forever one with God. Oh, get this book. Make it a present for yourself because you deserve the truth. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and tag me at It's Mary Q or at Soul Litification Podcast on Instagram. And please write a review on iTunes. The link is attached on this episode. Uh, thank you for listening to me ramble, for doing this work, and for raising the collective consciousness of the world with me. I'm wishing the happiest holidays full of joy and love. May you not find but remember what it is that you're looking for.